Welcome to the Moments Podcast. We believe that every youth service should have three elements, worship, the word, and an exciting atmosphere. While we can't replicate our worship through song or our intense games on this podcast, we can certainly replay one of our favorite parts of the night, Pastor Wesley's message from God's word. So without further ado, here is this past Wednesday's Jesus Moment. Listen, there's something so powerful when God's people make Jesus the focal point of everything. You know, the scriptures say that not even the gates of hell can prevail against the church. And I believe that with everything in me. Guys, God has a plan for your life that is so big and so powerful. You just don't even know. And he's wrapped his arms and hands around you and is saying, hey, Follow me. And uh, I, I shared this a few times. How many of you remember my story about Maker's Coffee? Like maybe some of you, a few of you. So I found myself downtown one day, upstairs in an old podunk coffee shop, waiting for people to come out of Maker's Coffee so I could go get a seat. I went to another coffee shop just to spy on my favorite coffee shop because there was nowhere to sit inside that coffee shop. And the only reason like, I would have possibly have done that rationally is if I thought the coffee was so good, I just had to be there. And ironically enough, that coffee shop is very special to me. Probably a month and a half ago, I was sitting down, me and KB were, and I was doing homework uh, for a class in college, and, and this guy sat next to us. KB said, you should talk to him. He could be a youth leader. I said, there's no way. No, I'm not talking to him. Absolutely not. And the Holy Spirit began to convict me, and I just felt God tugging on my heart, hey, you need to talk to him. So we strike up a conversation, and the conversation was a little awkward, a little quiet, a little, you know, not sure what to think of it. I got to know him, he got to know me. And eventually he told me the next day, after he came to Marcus Point, North Pace, he said, listen, I don't think you understand what just happened yesterday. He said, I have went through a season where I've had to get rid of all of my friends and my girlfriend. I have found myself living in things that I shouldn't be living in, doing things that I shouldn't be doing. And he was sitting in his car and he cried out and said, God, is there anybody left that worships you that I can lock arms with and live this life with. And God laid it on his heart to get up and to go inside that coffee shop. And would you believe it? He sat down next to me and KB. And uh, I, I, I begged him, I didn't beg him, but I convinced him to keep locking arms with us and to join our church, and he did. And he's been getting involved with our high school. As I come out. I hyped you. And I asked Saya, yeah, you'll give a hand for Saya. I asked Saya to share just, just a little bit of his testimony or a word that God's laid on his heart. And uh, he's going to do it. You ready? Yes. You guess so? Oh. It's all you. All right. Can you hear me okay? Yep, we're good. All right, sweet. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Saya. I'm like, what is it, an, an intern? Intern, leader, same difference. Yeah, okay, that same difference. So... 
Um, just a little testimony. I uh, I grew up uh, in a country home. So when I say country, I mean like country. Like nobody's around for the majority of the time. It's just me and my family. Uh, there's seven of us total. But even with all of us, that we all had our own like things that we used to do. So I spent, unfortunately, I spent like most of my time alone and, you know, playing with my Legos, playing Minecraft or something like that. And that's how I grew up. Um, my dad also mentioned that I had a, I had a real problem with uh, pride. So I was like, well, you know, I don't even know what's going on. I was, I was young too. So I was trying to stay out of it, you know, follow what my dad was saying. So, well, what's the opposite of pride? Well, that's being humble, you know, lowering yourself to where you're not trying to put yourself above everybody else. So unfortunately, being as young as I was, I didn't know the moderation with that. So in a sense, I kind of overdosed on trying to be humble. And I literally just lost all of my self-esteem, all of my confidence, all of that. I couldn't, I didn't like to look in the mirror. I didn't like to talk to people. It caused like such a severe anxiety that I was like plunged into depression a bunch of times. I couldn't talk to anybody, no social skills. Like I was that weird, the weird kid in the back. I mean, I even watched anime too. So that was like perfect, but I was like that (laughs) weird kid in the back for sure. And you know, that's how the majority of my life was lived. No friends, no girlfriend. And then once I hit college, I was like, you know, this is, this is terrible. Like I want to change. So I was growing closer to God. He threw me into college and I was like, you know, I want to step out of my comfort zone. Started stepping out of my comfort zone, talked, talking to people. There was different people that came along and helped me, pushed me. Um, and I got better and I started making friends, but I was still not doing as great. So some, some, I guess as pharmacologists came in and they were like, here, take these meds. These will help with your severe anxiety because it's really bad. And we can tell, I mean, your levels are way, way out of the roof. So I took the meds and they helped a little bit, but there was just that underlying issue of like my own effort, true effort and dedication to getting better. So I uh, came off the meds and I just started plunging myself into the wrong things that would pull out my confidence and like Wesley said, I, I got into like a bunch of junk that I shouldn't have gotten into and met, like got hooked up with people that I shouldn't have been friends with and all that. So all of that happened. I gained some confidence, but it just still wasn't right. So it came down to the point, if you want true confidence and you want true self-esteem to where you're right with God and you're able to be at just a stillness in your mind and soul. He was like, you got to let go of all these people and you got you to leave everything that you ever could have dreamed of having, which I had in that moment. And he was like, you got to leave all of that behind. You got to follow me. Hmm. So I was like, I, I just didn't think, I didn't second guess because I prayed for it. I begged for it. I was like, I will leave all of it behind if it just means I have you. So he was like, okay, leave it. So I left it all. It was hard, like really, really hard. But I just jumped off and the Lord caught me and brought Wes to me and brought me to Wes and we started talking and my confidence and self-esteem just came to a true, true standstill and a calmness. And it was 
like ever since just been like awesome. So good. good word. Y'all give it up for Saya. Good word. Thank you for sharing that. I'll take that from you. Uh, well, you know, guys, he talked about anxiety and that's such a like nerve wracking story. They literally put him on medication and he, he's like, look, it's not working. And it's only when he came to the principles that we're going to discuss tonight that his life began to change. And to be honest with you, I've got like 10 minutes and I feel like if I had any more to give you, it would be too much. I feel like the 10 minutes that I have with you is all that God has given me to give you guys. And if you can't figure it out within this 10 minutes, you'll never figure it out. But we're going to have to move at a fast pace. Okay, Wesley, I'm anxious. What do I do with my life when I am anxious? Well, it's story time, and I want to share a story with you guys because I love sharing stories. I love sharing stories. Stories are my favorite. It's story time. Okay, story time. Imagine with me 300, like, Spartan movie. Okay, put yourself in the medieval times with the Spartans and the warriors. Like, you've got your shield. That's not a shield. You've got your sword, and you've got your shield, and you're a warrior. Okay, or maybe you're not. Excuse me. Ooh, my cold. Maybe you're not a warrior. Maybe you're just a regular old person in the castle that makes the castle function. But you're one of these people. You're in this castle. And did you know in the medieval times, you see the castle surrounded by water, right? And they've got like that wooden door that lowers and closes. Why do they do that? You guys picturing this in your head with me? Medieval castle surrounded by water. The wooden draw door, do, 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 do. It comes down. People come in, do, do, do. It comes up. Nobody can get in. Okay, and they designed these castles so nobody could get in them except for the people that belong there. But would you believe it? Somebody got in, right? Castles got taken over. So they decided, let's foolproof it even more. And the only way to the second story of the castle is a small door, much like this opening. So if you can imagine being in a castle and the only way for 500 people to get to the second story is for all of them to climb up some stairs, all 500 of them, and go through one doorway. Are you following me? Why would they only put one doorway for 500 people to go through on the second story of the castle? So that when an army invaded the castle, the guards could line up on the hallway with their spears and poke and kill whoever they needed to to protect the people in the fortress. Because it's very difficult for hundreds of men to get through a single doorway, right? Are you following me? If we all lined up in that doorway with long, giant spears, it'd be pretty hard for somebody to get through us, right? That is where the nation of Israel found themselves in Psalm 46. They had been surrounded by the enemy in their castle. And here's what's so fascinating. You know what you need to live inside of a castle? Would you believe it? You need food and water? Who would have thought? So what did the enemy did? The enemy surrounded the castle and they dug trenches and they cut off the food supply so that the people inside the castle would starve to death. These are God's people inside the castle and some of their enemies were coming against them. And one of the main warriors inside the castle writes this. True story. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. God makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I skipped a verse. Verse 6. When But God lifts his voice and the earth melts. You think about this. The God of the universe speaks a word and mountains can melt before him. That's the power of our God. And so oftentimes we come through life just like the nation of Israel. We know that eternity is before us, but we're so focused on this little amount of time that we have on this earth. God, all I care about is me. God, what about the future? What about my family? I want to be famous. I want to be a TikTok influencer. I want to get rich. I want that guy or that girl. I want to be popular. I want people to love me and like me. And we focus so much of our time on this little time that we have on this earth. We've got all of eternity in front of us, and we are so focused on the time we have on earth. Friends, listen to me. Anxiety is all about perspective. When your perspective is what will happen to your life, what will happen to your future, what will happen to you, what will happen to your friends, what will happen to your family, what will happen to your career, to your grades, to your college, you notice who's at the center of all of that? You. And you make your life anxious. God didn't die on the cross for you and say, I want you to live in anxiety for the rest of your life. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And he will take care of you. And it says here in the scriptures, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. But here's the problem. Here's the problem that we face in life. We're so focused on our future that we start carrying around the thought of a bad future with us. We start carrying it around. We're so focused on our family, on who they are, on who they're not, on what they could be, that we obsess over it. You know, we worry about a couple things. It's not that bad. Eventually, my arms will get tired, but they're not tired right now. We're so focused on our friends because we got to be the coolest cat on the block. We're so focused on money and having all the money in the world 
Because all of life's about money, right? We're so focused on all of these things, and we add and add and add and add to our plate. And I want to be famous on TikTok and Instagram. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I got to take it with me. I got to take it with me. I got to take it all. I got to, I got to worry about everything. I got to worry about everything in my life. And we walk up to people and we're anxious and afraid. And we're carrying all this weight around in our lives. And we're so frustrated. God, why am I anxious? It's all about perspective. What'd you carry in here tonight? What'd you write on your card? What are you anxious about? If you were to solely focus your time, attention, and effort on who God is and what God has done, would you be anxious over what you wrote down? You see, because eventually, when you stop caring about how much of your life you can control, and you sit down having control of your life, and you say, God, I'm going to live for you freely and let you control everything else, the weight drops and the anxiety falls. But we live in this trap in life where we're so focused on this little moment on earth. We're anxious. We are anxious people. Paul says this. You need to Humble yourself before God. And ironically, he goes hand in hand with the verse that says, cast all your anxieties on Jesus. Why would Paul tell you to humble yourself and to cast all your anxieties on Jesus? It could be that the reason you're anxious is a direct result of pride. How much of my life can I control? God, I have to know every step. I have to know what you're doing. God, make me the co-pilot. Friends, listen, that is the most sorry and sad and miserable way to live your life is to try and control everything. You don't need to control everything. You only need to control one thing, and that's your focus. When your focus is on Jesus, when your focus is on who God is and what God has done, the weight falls. And I have two things that I want you to walk away with tonight as a simple reminder. You need to change your perspective. If you're taking notes, that's your first point. Change your perspective. Instead of focusing on this little moment that we call life, God, what do you have for me? God, who can I bring to church? God, who can I share you with? God, how can I love people better? God, how can I make my life count? And the moment that you focus more on becoming like Jesus the moment you focus more on becoming than you are controlling, anxiety stops. Well, Wesley, what do I do when I wake up tomorrow and I'm anxious? Change your perspective. Stop thinking about things that make you anxious and start thinking about who God is. What's bigger, your problems or your God? Last I checked, my God's way bigger than this little moment on earth. I mean, he's eternal, right? 
my first point, change your perspective. My second, remind yourself of the presence, power, and faithfulness of God. Remind yourself of the presence, power, and faithfulness of God. I don't care if you have to wake up every day and say, hey, God's good. Hey, God's in control. Hey, God knows what he's doing. And I know it's anticlimactic, but Paul says when you're anxious to pray, Wesley, that's so cliche. Well, do you have a better idea in your anxiety? Or do you want to pray and ask God to help you shift your perspective off of you and onto him? And just as we saw with the rope, a small piece of red tape on it, symbolizing our life on this earth and the entire thread that goes on and on, so will our life be in heaven. I showed you how difficult it was to carry six different chairs in my arms. But the moment I decided to give up control of every area of my life, the weight dropped. Jesus says, be anxious about nothing. Focus on me. When you're focused on Jesus, it's really hard to focus on everything else. There's a guy named Dr. Johnny Deloney. He says anxiety is a good thing. Anxiety is an alarm system. Something inside you is telling you something's wrong. So what's wrong in your life? What's wrong? It could be that your anxiety even is trying to tell you, stop focusing on me. Start focusing on Jesus. When you walk into the middle of the road and you see your best friend in front of a car that's going 60 miles an hour, you're anxious, you would grab them and pull them out of the way. Guys, God created you. Don't you think he knows how your feelings work? Maybe the reason you're anxious is because God is subtly trying to remind you that life's not about you. It's about him. So focus on him every single day. Every single second of every minute, of every hour, of every day, of every week, of every year of your life. And one day when you get to heaven, you'll say, God, I chose not to focus on this. And God will reward you and bless you in all of this. Where's your focus? Is it on this little short time on earth? Or the King of Heaven? Something we say all the time is that there is nothing like being in the room on Wednesday nights. While we have tried to give you a glimpse of that, we encourage you to get the full picture with us and join us in the room this Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Moments Podcast.